Hello and welcome back to Building on the Rock. I'm your host, Andrew Ancorn, and joining me today for this episode is our co-host, Luke Williams. What's up, guys? All right. So um, on this episode, for our first episode, we thought of keeping a light topic, nothing too um, controversial or heavy, uh, something just simple that um, can resonate with our viewers, uh, our listeners, excuse me, today. Uh, so Luke, why don't you introduce our topic? All right. So... Today, we are going to be talking about basically um, kind of responses and reactions, um, essentially for like COVID and what's happening right now. Um, how are we as Christians supposed to respond and uh, our opinions on that and uh, what the Bible says about that? Absolutely. So um, basically, yeah. What, what Luke was saying, I mean, just what does the Bible say as Christians? How should we respond to a pandemic? Um, but before uh, we jump right into our discussion, um, we'd like uh, for each episode to just start off with a word of prayer. Um, we know that when we, we're having these conversations, uh, we're going to be speaking from the Bible and we've done our research within the word of God. And so within um, this episode, we want to make sure that all of the words that come out of our mouth are words from the Lord, um, nothing of our own um, understanding. Um, even though it's a discussion, we want to make sure it's still edifying and building of um, the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's jump into a word of prayer. Um, and uh, these prayers aren't your traditional prayers where like one person just makes a prayer. Uh, we like to do where like popcorn prayer, mm. as I've heard it called, where I'll say a line or a phrase or a statement, and then Luke will just jump in after that, or however. So, um, if you're uh, if you're driving, oh, keep your eyes open as you pray with us. But if you're um, in your room or something, you can uh, bow your heads into prayer. Uh, Luke, will you start us off, please? Yeah, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for just. Having giving us the ability today to just uh, speak with you, Lord, and uh, to speak with so many different people. Um, Lord, thank you for giving us the ability to just open up some of these topics um, that traditionally wouldn't be talked about by people, let alone people our age, um, just so that we can discuss it and further grow uh, our knowledge, Lord, and um, further grow in our ability to serve your kingdom, Lord. Yes, Lord, thank you so much for just being so real to us um, that you have given us your word and you have given us your light. Oh, Lord, just um, bless us with your knowledge and your wisdom so that we can impart that onto the many listeners and just people around us, Lord. Oh, Lord, make our eyes clear to see what uh, you want for us, Lord, and your will for us, Lord. Oh, Lord, just allow us to see your magnificent plan so that we can abide accordingly. Oh, Lord, we want to get into a serious topic today, Lord, and we just want you to bless our speaking and just provide words for us to use, Lord, that it is not out of our own understanding, but from you, Lord, mm. uh, that we can just come into this discussion uh, with no hostility or just um, with, with deep respect, Lord, and deep love for your word and for your people, Lord, and just bless us with um, a good edifying conversation, Lord, and some clarity as well that we can get to the bottom of this topic so that we can bring forth uh, your word through um, through us, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, wonderful prayer. Um, so let's just uh, get right into it. So um, 
with today's times, Luca, as you know, they're um, very political, um, mm -hmm. at least in America, right? That's for um, sure. And COVID um, or coronavirus is on the rise. Um, it, I mean, it's already been on the rise. Um, and we've seen uh, just the effects it has. Um, they ignore that notification for some reason. Uh, <laughs> we've seen how it has affected our communities and the communities around. Sure. I mean, especially when you watch the news, it's just so crazy. Mm -hmm and wild, um, but it has been deeply politicized in our nation. Yes. Um, so I think it's wonderful that we have this conversation to talk about uh, the Christian aspect or, or how we how Christ uh, wants us to um, address this issue and just um, how we should behave during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what, what is your take on just uh, the pandemic uh, in your perspective? Um, I mean, there's so many different aspects of the pandemic. There's, I mean, especially like the initial um, reaction of the pandemic. I mean, there's the current situation. And then adding on top of that, um, there's so many different movements that are happening right now. Um, and then with a lot of the rioting happen, and right now there's a lot of, um, at least in our area here in California, there's a lot of um, fires that are happening that's just adding to all this chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, so this year has not been our year, has it? <laughs> I mean, 2020 was supposed to be such a golden year, but here, <laughs> here we are. Uh, exactly. Um, but there, there has been a lot of civil unrest, mm -hmm. um, and with our leaders. And if you, if you've been in America or if you live here, you know about the political climate we have. Um, and I won't touch too much on it, but you know that the right side, um, is very much, or you could say, uh, conservatives, very much for their uh, liberties and their freedom. Where, as the left side is very much into, um, or the uh, liberals is very much into uh, addressing issues at hand. Um, and I won't talk about too much politics because this, this is a Christian podcast. But you can, you obviously see the political diversity surrounding this issue. Exactly. Um, and that's the problem I think that's going on with America right now is it's gotten too political around such an issue. Mm -hmm. um, both sides, I would say, are using it, uh, using the virus as a weapon for politics, um, whether they've got the scientific research and things to back it up. But as Christians, we need to uh, address this in a, cr a Christ-centered way mm -hmm. um, instead and take out the political bias. Um, very much so. Um, so that being said, uh, let's just get right into what, um, well, at least w within your experience, of what um, what does the Bible have to say about this? Um, can you at least, uh, Luke, can you just um, explain to our listeners what the basic procedures or what the government is doing right now to address uh, the pandemic? Yeah, so... Um... One of the one of the big things, especially in the, um, yeah, especially in the beginning of COVID, was obviously social distancing and quarantining. Uh, that was one of the beginning things that was really important because, especially in the beginning stages, we didn't fully understand. <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't fully understand what the coronavirus was, and we also didn't understand. Um, well, we just didn't know how to respond to that. It was something new. It was something that scared everybody. Um, 
And obviously if we don't know a lot about something that creates a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially right now, um, the six feet apart rule that is very heavily implemented. The social um, distancing. Yeah. Social distancing, six feet rule. Um, it's very heavily influencing, um, people's, uh, people, communities, um, uh, companies, especially like gyms are having to do a lot of stuff like that. Um, a lot of sanitization that didn't happen before is happening now, which is actually insane. If only we could do this all the time, that way everyone would just be really healthy. Um, but wearing a mask is a big one before COVID you didn't ever have to wear a mask anywhere. And now you have to wear a mask everywhere, which is crazy. Um, And then obviously one of the biggest things, um, especially in the Christian community, is uh, no mass gatherings. Um, And right now they're very specific to what places can gather, what places can't, uh, how many people, um, where you can do it. There's a lot of um, kind of subsections that you can go off of for what is, um, I guess, a standard of what you can and can't do. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of the basics of uh, what the government has been implementing um, on citizens, which has been, um, a lot of it's been helpful. Um, some of it's been unnecessary in my opinion, but um, yeah. Mm. And at the beginning of this, when we were in quarantining and isolation, when um, COVID uh, hit and had a big wave and spike, um, and our politicians weren't sure what to do. They had us all, um, as you know, uh, quarantine in our own home where we could only go out for necess- uh, necessary reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were allowed to do jobs, but those jobs were limited. They were, um, uh, what are they called? Um, crucial jobs or um, anyway, they were like necessary jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of us had to stay home mm-hmm. and could only go out for groceries or for doctor's appointments mm-hmm. or something. And even when we did go out, we had to stay six feet apart and masks were highly, um, uh, they were required or, mm-hmm. you know, highly recommended. Um, and so with the government and how the government works is they get to um, create these orders and they are the main body that responds to a pandemic or a, a disease because they, mm-hmm. you, as governments are, control the people and are, are supposed to be for the people and in their best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, at, when we look at the government and we're supposed to validate or um, really uh, be critical of the government, mm-hmm. we have to ask ourselves, are they in the best interest for me or in themselves? And are they, mm-hmm. are they acting with authority by Christ or are they acting on their own authority mm-hmm. You know, um, and obviously there could be argument for both. If you want to get political, there already has been argument over this. Um, But as Christians, um, beside, you know, stepping away from the politics, we've got to see where in the word of God is there about authority or Mm -hmm. governments ruling over us? Because obviously they do rule as of now. Um, I mean, the kingdom of God hasn't come yet. It's still being built. And Mm -hmm. what a wonderful day it will be when the kingdom of God is finally set and we just have to answer to God. Well, clarification, when the kingdom is physically here on earth. Yeah. I mean, not to say that it's not. Obviously, there's a kingdom aspect here and there's members of the kingdom. Yeah, but. But, yeah. Yeah, and just anyway, yeah. 
what a wonderful day that would be. But for right now, we have to look at our reality and just see. Um, so um, I want to bring up something that uh, is, I feel like hits a nail on the head here and how we should respond to authority like this. Um, so uh, bear with me as I get the verse out. But um, I remember reading Romans because Romans is my favorite book. Mm. I just remember this chapter, Romans chapter 13. Now, most Bibles have a header that talk, like gives a little uh, title. And mine says, respect for authority. Um, and so I knew this would be kind of perfect. So when I was reading it, um, I really just sparked out. Um, so I'm reading this from the New Living Translation, NLT. Um, if you have another translation, uh, that's amazing. Um, but just bear with me as I read this. Um, I'm only going to be reading about five verses. Mm. All right. Uh, so Romans 13.1 says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authorities come from God, and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. Mm. I just want to pause right there real quick, okay? The first verse, Luke, um, mm. it talks about we must submit to governing, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what comes to mind when you hear that? I mean, uh, one of the first things that comes to mind when talking about submitting to government is like government laws. I mean, that's one of the big things. Laws are put in place in order for um, us as citizens, and in our case, U.S. citizens, for us to be safe um, and for our country to really um, operate um, kind of on, on a, like a, a normal level. Um, but but yeah. what does it mean to be submissive to – what do you think it means to be submissive to government in, in this um, context? I mean, um, to be submissive is – um, to obey. So to obey these laws that they put in place. Um, okay. So you believe yeah. that, okay. So you think we should, we should obey the laws and put in place by government? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep reading. We'll discuss further, um, those terms, but I'm going to keep reading. Um, it says, uh, well, um, even the second part of verse one says for all authority comes from God and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. Mm -hmm. And that's really big. Um, so we, we must see that um, people in authority have been placed by God. Mm -hmm. um, God is using them for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So um, when we see that, when we see their intentions must at least be somewhat good, right? Or it must be there for us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's an interesting thought. I will keep going, um, but I, I just want you guys to ponder on that, 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 that authority comes from God. So mm -hmm. just ponder on that aspect for a minute, please. Um, so anyone, this is verse two. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. Mm. Now that's also big, um, rebellion being punishable mm -hmm. because we're, uh, put, we're, we're pushing away God's institution. Mm. Um, so also ponder on that and ask yourselves what you think in context, what that would be like. Um, to to rebel and be punished for that rebellion. Mm. Um, I'm going to go on to the verse three here. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Mm. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities of God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid. For they have the power to punish you. 
They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. All right, so that's the end of the link that I'm going to read you. But if you want to go on and read your own, the whole chapter is really good. It talks on a lot of different um, situations and uh, a lot of different aspects. Um, but that's about the portion I'm going to read about authority. Um, so some key words here that I really want you to, to think and try to ask yourself, what does this mean? Um, being submissive to govern, uh, government authority and all authority um, comes from God and rebellion is, is worth punishing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what, what is your first reaction, Luke, when you, when you hear those words? Yeah. So, um, especially in context of uh, our reality right now. Yeah. I mean, um, what's, what's kind of, uh, what's really cool about that chapter is that throughout all those verses, um, obviously it talks about God assigned these people to, um, to govern and, um, not necessarily to rule over us, but just to keep everyone in check and to try to, um, make life kind of as bearable as possible in a sense. Um, but, uh, what's really cool about it is that it's also in a sense kind of controversial cause you're like, well, what if the government is going against what God wants, but it's also saying, well, God put those people there for a purpose and where our job is to be submissive to those people and to still follow. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know which, um, I don't remember which um, verse it was, but talking about, um, man, now I'm going blank. <laughs> I had some so good. Right. Uh, um, Your point. Maybe we'll say, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though, and right, um, to the listeners out there, I pose this question to you as well. Do we submit even if government is being ungodly? Mm. Because if you know history, you know leaders have been ungodly let's take world war ii for example hitler mm -hmm. okay this is a very um touchy subject but hitler killed about six million jews yep. in, in concentration camps mm -hmm. and uh basically butchered them yep do we still recognize him as being placed there by god or and should the jews still submit to them even though they're destined mm -hmm. to death um or would they be in the right to rebel well mm -hmm. what do you think on that I mean, um, especially based off of that chapter, talking about um, the governing authority being there and placed by God, but also it talked about those who are doing right or doing good, um, they have nothing to fear. But the people who aren't are the ones who are, are going to be fearful. But Jews um, during that time were not, they were just pra wanting to practice their religion. They yeah. weren't doing anything wrong, and yet... They still were killed. That's true. But another thought, too, is, I mean, obviously, with the whole doing good and doing bad, what comes to my brain isn't works-based. It's not, okay, if I do this, then I earn my way here. Or if I don't do this, that means I go over here. It's, am I doing, like, am I covered by Christ? That, that to me, is what that whole part kind of comes down to, because obviously, if you're covered by Christ, whether you die right now or whether you live for 120 years, 
it makes no difference because you're covered. So are you saying that you believe Hitler was placed by God to punish the Jews for not being Christians? I'm I'm not saying that he I mean was, I don't I don't I'm mean not, to put you on the spot. No, but no, just, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he was placed there to punish, but I mean obviously we don't really know. We can't comprehend all of God's plans. Okay. We can predict yeah. them. Maybe I mean maybe God's plan was to um take Hitler as someone to um teach us how to how not to be. Okay. Or maybe he was saying was taking that and taking aspects of what he was saying and maybe parts of it were good. No, but, I, I get that. Yeah. Um no, I, I completely uh, understand thing. Um, I'm going to bring out some uh, terms that I brought out earlier, which was a, um, excuse me, submission. Okay, Paul mm. uses the word submission. Maybe your translation used something similar. Um, mine says to submit to governing. Now, um, when we define those terms, because defining terms are a great way to uh, um, break it up mm -hmm. and to understand it. Um, in context of the Bible, submission or subjection is um means accepting to a supreme force mm -hmm. okay um now i want that term to just be um uh, to just resonate with it to accepting to a supreme force now they that might not change your view right now but i'm going to give another chapter mm -hmm. um and context for it um to to define it even better okay so i'm gonna i'm going through acts uh acts chapter five verse 27 and 29. I'm going to give some background here so I don't have to read the whole chapter. But this chapter is, I believe, Paul, um, the Apostle Paul, and uh, Peter, I think. Uh, let me just read this a little bit. Um, uh, I think various apostles uh, were here, and they were being trialed in front of uh, the Sadducees or the um, in the temple in front of the temple guard in the high council. Okay, so they were, mm -hmm. and you can imagine what they were being arrested for because mm -hmm. they're preaching the name of Jesus. So I'm going to read these verses on how Paul responds after being arrested for preaching the name of Jesus. Right? Because if you know your history of the Bible, you know that when Jesus came. The Jew, uh, the Jewish High Council, the Jewish Pharisees, the leaders mm -hmm. there, um, did not like Jesus. They um, they called him blasphemous because he claimed to be God. Um, they wanted to kill him for mm -hmm. a long time. Their in their Jewish law said that Jesus broke the law. Okay, by claiming to be God, that's blasphemous in the Old Testament, and. Paul and the apostles preaching that Jesus is God, that's seen as blasphemous in the um to the Jews. So they're breaking so their rule is don't be blasphemous. And obviously Jesus is God, so he's not breaking the law, but in their eyes he is. So under that governing, mm -hmm. they're actually going against the law mm -hmm. instead of following the law and not proclaiming the so the gospel. So yeah. I'm gonna read you a place. Here, because this kind of develops the argument here. So 27 through 29 of Acts chapter 5. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name. That's Jesus' name. 
He said, instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teachings about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. Uh, verse 29 here. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on the cross. So 29 says right there, we must obey God rather than any human authority. Hmm. But Paul in Romans says every everyone must submit to governing authority. Mm -hmm. So either the Bible contradicts itself, which is impossible because it's the mm -hmm. word of God, yep. or sub submission does not mean to obey the mm -hmm. law, just to accept, uh, accepting to a superior force. Mm -hmm. So I want everyone uh, to look at here is they did not obey the law of, uh, they didn't obey the Pharisees orders to stop preaching the name of God. Okay. They did not obey, but they did submit in, they stood trial and then they went to jail. Okay. Cause, because after that, um, well, after that they were found innocent, but later, if you've read the epistles and you've read the new Testament, you know, that Paul and the apostles died. John the Baptist got beheaded. Um, Paul and a bunch of other epistles went to jail multiple times, spending multiple days. Mm -hmm. So if they were, if they were obeyed them, they would have never went to jail and they've been, they're innocent. Okay. They have a mm -hmm. clean conscience. But because they were submissive, they did go to jail. Mm -hmm. So I want to make it clear that how we should um, how we should view government is not in a way that is to obey the rules mm -hmm. when they're being ungodly and unjust, mm -hmm. but to still be submissive when they find us guilty to according to their law. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so. And I'm going to give an example here before I move on to the reality of our situation right now. Mm -hmm. If me and you were to go out in the street and preach yeah. Jesus, mm -hmm. preach the gospel, and America made the law that said you cannot preach the name of God, mm -hmm. okay, would we then obey that law or would we say, hold up, that's wrong. I'm going to mm -hmm. preach the name of gospel and get people saved. But I'll still be arrested peacefully mm. and go to jail if I'm found guilty. Mm. I mean, in I mean, from my point of view, obviously follow God above anything else. I mean, but do you see a contradiction with yes, Romans? Yes, yes, yes. I I do. Um, you see a contradiction in the Word of God? No, sorry, <laughs> not with that. <laughs> okay, sorry. I see. I see a contradiction with the two different viewpoints that you can take that okay if i if i obey the law of the land and they they say okay well don't don't go out and preach the gospel some people could be like okay you know what i'm going to do that but god calls us to proclaim the gospel and to speak to the masses absolutely and that goes at least for me and for a great many other people, that goes above anything. Absolutely. I mean, if we look at the story of Daniel, he was thrown in the lion's den because he continued to pray to God. Mm -hmm. um, the, it's He that, did, but he also yeah. went into the lion's den peacefully. He didn't fight it. Yeah. He didn't run away mm -hmm. or he didn't try to defend himself. Mm -hmm. 
He didn't try to kill a bunch of, you know, soldiers mm-hmm. to get put in the lines. And he went, uh, at least from my reading, he it would have at least recorded if he went non-willingly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you're, um, yeah. Yeah. And what's um, what I especially really love about uh, Daniel's story is that it's very Christ-like. When Christ was crucified, he didn't say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to dip out of here and no one's going to ever find me again. He could have very easily done that and just left and no one ever saw him. They couldn't crucify him. He even talked to God about God, please don't let this happen. But he willingly did that. And that's, what's so amazing about Mm. the gospel is the willingness to obey the land, but for the glory of God. Absolutely. Um, yeah, to obey God over mm-hmm. the law of the land. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty of the Bible because it, it explains both parts. Yes. Um, because obviously government is here now where the kingdom of heaven is going to be here tomorrow or, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. So we uh, God's going to use government right now. He's going to put Christians or he's going to mm-hmm. use people in power. But he makes sure that you are not swayed into believing you have to accept every rule, even mm-hmm. if it goes completely against the Bible. If there's a law that says burn Bibles, you think God's going to want that? Mm-hmm. You think God's putting that in power? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, God keeps saying, oh, if, um, uh, Jeremy Smith, uh, who is the president of the United States, please make a law that says burn Bibles. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That would contradict his own words. So he makes a clear distinction. Submission is not obedience, and obedience mm-hmm. is not submission. Submit Obedience is to obey the laws, whereas submission is to accept the consequences willingly. Mm. Okay, because as you know, Jesus he still went on the cross. You know, he's an innocent man. I mean, nobody should have found any fault in him. He mm-hmm. was—he's literally God. Also, the apostles willingly accepted uh, to be put in jail. Um, many times, the Lord liberated them, but you know, they still went to jail. Many apostles died. Mm-hmm. Peter died. Um, I think he was the one who got hung up on a cross upside down. Um, Paul died. John the Baptist got beheaded. Um, so we see that God's um, apostles and God's, you know, the people, the, the leaders mm-hmm. who are planning churches all around didn't obey the laws of the time, but they mm-hmm. still went in compliance to the consequences of breaking mm-hmm. laws. So yeah. we need to see this, this difference in um, obedience and submission. Mm. Okay. It's a very clear distinction that I want people to understand. Yeah. All right. Now, when, when we understand this now, let's bring this into reality of our current situation where I, and I'm going to reemphasize the CDC guidelines, uh, six feet apart, social distancing, mask mandates, or just mask recommendations, recommendations yeah. washing of the hands, mm-hmm. Uh, do not, um, no big gatherings, try not to, uh, touch people with your bare hands mm-hmm. and pass things around. And of course, uh, churches being closed indoors because of mass gatherings. So now we need to see submission, um, to CDC, but now what does that look like and how is our attitude towards that for yeah. today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the whole topic of the obedience and submission, obviously we need to um, submit to some of these things. And obviously like 
if some of us are feeling sick, I like if I feel sick and I'm, I'm like, okay, I need to go and do something. I'm not just going to go and not wear a mask and go and touch everybody because that's do you think we should healthy. still wear a mask though? I mean, yeah, I'm, they're, I, they're yeah, recommending yeah. and some people are requiring it. So yeah. would that fall under submission? Hmm. Or should we still? Is that is that a? Let me rephrase yeah, yeah. Um, for the audience and you, Luke. Um, should, um, excuse me, I'm having a brain fart right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, is that requirement or guidance? Mm. Do you see it as being unjust or ungodly? No, no, I, I don't because I mean, God loved people and he went around and helped the people that were sick all the time. He helped the people that it's were the great physician. Yeah. He helped the people that were less fortunate. There obviously were probably tons of people that were higher ups that he could have gone and been like, okay, maybe there's a higher up here who suddenly like lost his hearing or did this or did that. He went out and he made it a staple point. Most of the, I can't even think of any stories of him going and healing any high up person, to be honest. Well, he, not that I can, well, not that I can think about off the top of my head. I'm sure he did, but yeah, off the top of my head from uh, remembering that. But also, he went, like, obviously, he went and helped those people uh, and helped the sick. Now, am I helping the sick by going and putting all my germs on everything? I think that it's more beneficial for me to put safety precautions on my on myself as a personal choice because obviously, uh, at least in most um, in most areas, it's a recommendation. Obviously, there are some companies that require face masks to be worn inside, um, but in general, it's my choice to be able to wear a mask out in the open, and I personally think that. I should be able, I should wear it, especially when I'm near people that are more susceptible to getting it. Hmm. If there are a lot of people my age who I know don't, that don't have any um, issues with anything um, that they're going to be compromised by that, then I probably won't do that, um, especially if I know their personal views on that. Hmm. But if there's someone that maybe is a little bit older, or uh, maybe I know that they have a certain, um, something that's just like happened to them, um, whether it's genetics or just over time, uh, that they're more susceptible to getting COVID, I'm going to take more precautions because I want to be able to love on them. I don't want to, I don't want to be someone that's going to possibly put harm to them. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I would go far so far to add that the people in power, okay, that are putting out these recommendations, they're mm. not just government, government, you know, politicians, Paul, the politicians are getting their orders from actual doctors, mm -hmm. people that have spent years and years in your in their field. And sure, you can you can do your own research and you can have uh, you you know see a very unbiased doctor or something. But if the majority of the physicians in America and around the world are saying to adhere to these guidelines, I'm going to assume they're being completely honest mm -hmm. because you got to remember. It's not just unbelievers that are doctors in these places. There's Christian doctors as well. Mm -hmm. I know personal friends that are Christians, devout Christians, and they're also doctors. Mm -hmm. And if they're spreading the same news and the same guidelines of saying six feet apart, wearing a mask and all that, mm 
mm-hmm. I'm going to believe them because mm-hmm. if their heart is towards God, mm-hmm. why would they ever tell me a lie, right? Yeah. And I know those people have been in places, in positions mm-hmm. of power because of God. Mm-hmm. Even maybe unbelievers have been put in there by God. Mm-hmm. So I'm deciding to believe that because it shouldn't be against my interest. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, when I'm wearing a mask in public, I don't have a problem with that. I Sure, it's a thin piece of cloth, but hey, if it drops the percentage of me or others getting COVID by 1%, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. I don't want any chance with this thing. Mm-hmm. I know friends where their, their grandparents, their fathers, their siblings have died from this disease, and they were yeah. perfectly healthy and no pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take that chance to bring it to my grandparents mm-hmm. or my family. Even if the stats show a different story mm-hmm. from, you know, I take into account the stats, but also real events and and real perspectives uh, that are going on. And if the Lord is using these people to speak and say, hey, adhere to this guidelines, it will help you against this virus. I want to listen to that, mm-hmm. right? If I have to create some distance, I'll create some distance. Mm-hmm. If I have to take a test, I'll take a test. If I have to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you have asthma and you can't wear a mask, don't wear the mask. Don't put yourself in jeopardy. But then that means you've got to do a little, be more concerned, Mm -hmm. uh, take more precautions because Mm -hmm. you don't have the mask. If you can't social distance, if you're with your family, then, and you know where they've been, you know if they're at least Mm -hmm. not showing symptoms, don't social distance, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you're in public and you don't know where people have been, you don't know what they've touched, you don't know what air mm-hmm. they've breathed, who they've been in contact with, social, um, take that distance. Mm-hmm. Be precautious. Yeah, definitely, definitely err more on the side of caution mm-hmm. rather than being so bold to say, well, it's not that bad. Because as soon as we make those um, assumptions as to, oh, it's not that bad, oh, it's okay, well, in reality, we're doing more harm than we are good. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather do more good than harm. So absolutely, taking more precautions is definitely mm-hmm. um, better. And I mean, obviously, if if you're adhering to um, whether it's a if it's like a mask thing, but like a company policy or a government mec- uh, government recommendation, um, obviously, those can like those can be good things. They're they're not bad things. They're there for our safety. Um, Certain things can be contradictory and can be, okay, well, in this certain circumstance, it's unnecessary or it's a little dumb to do that. But, I mean, definitely err on the side of caution for sure because we don't want to be worsening this. Absolutely. And, you know, by – and I'm just going to say this boldly. um, If you're fighting these precautions, you're fighting these regulations – you're saying you're making a statement um the doctors that are christians that get their orders from god that they're lying to us for agreeing with these policies and agreeing with this guidance and i'm not going to tell my christian doctor friend you're a liar for telling me to wear a mask or social distance (laughs) they're in the field they're actually getting they have experience with dealing with COVID. Mm -hmm. i know two personal nurses that go to my church Mm. and I've seen them cry over what COVID has doing to patients that they deal with. Mm -hmm. And it just breaks my heart that they go through that. And that's what COVID is, is doing to people. And when they say, 
take do this the distance wear the mask mm-hmm. isolate yourself because it will increase your uh, your um chances of living mm-hmm. i take that full heartedly mm-hmm. i know what they've been through they've told me what they've been through they gave me their experiences and it's breaking their heart what they're going through i'm taking that with truth i'm gonna see there's no way you're lying to me when you're this and you're this affected you're yeah you know this empowered mm-hmm. to 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 speak um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go out and call them a liar and just not wear my mask or social distance. Like everything's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when they're a believer, you know, mm-hmm. they're praying about this and the Lord is telling them to enhance, you know, to, to spread these requirements. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously every person has their own, um, views, but they also have their own experiences. Mm. Obviously people that are in the field, they see a different side that we don't see as, um, I guess like a general population compared to, um, someone who's actually, they're getting paid to help people and to try to figure this thing out. Um, obviously people have died. I know, I know close people that have died from this. Um, it's a, it's a very real thing. And by us saying, okay, well, COVID is in quotations, not real. Well, that's kind of full of crap because, and we're obviously not supposed to say stuff like that because we personally don't know. And that's dangerous for us to Mm -hmm. spread that. If I'm going around saying, oh, you know what? COVID is actually not that bad. If we, if we get COVID, we're going to be good. That's false because there are people that can, it's deadly to, yeah. it can kill people. Like this isn't something to like fool around with. Mm. This is a very real threat. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, as human beings, we need to start realizing that and waking up. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I watch the news. Okay. I'm a very political person. Um, I love politics. But I really hate politics right now because mm. of how political this whole situation has gone. Yeah, for sure. And it's so ridiculous that there is even a battle between the right and the left over the threat, over mm. regulation. Yep. And it just breaks my heart because people are actually dying and we're over here arguing over what we should do to combat this. Mm-hmm. Why not come together and actually have a real solution one that's being presented to us with facts mm-hmm. and also perspective, opinions, mm-hmm. medical opinions. Yep. People that have their PhD who have done research upon research, who actually are on the front lines. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. And I'm not going to say wear your mask while driving and everything like that or stay six feet apart at all times. And I'm not, I'm not going to be tyrannical about this, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a tyrant. Obviously... Uh, there are exceptions and there's certain situations you either adhere to the regulations mm-hmm. or you don't. Mm-hmm. But we need to recognize as Christians and Americans or if you're around the world uh, and you're in a different situation um, as just human beings, we need to realize that the rules, if they're not directly defying the word of God, they must be there from God. Mm-hmm. If if the the government and we live in california if the california government starts saying you cannot go to church you cannot go to church on zoom uh you can't even like talk about god um even after we get a cure or whatever we're gonna revolt we're gonna be pissed Mm -hmm. 
we're going to get angry because we want to worship our Savior and we want to mm -hmm. talk about him. But if the regulation is you can attend ch church on Zoom, mm -hmm. you can attend church if you're outside, mm -hmm. you can attend church if you're inside, but six feet to 10 feet apart, mm -hmm. wear masks while singing. Mm -hmm. I say that's pretty fair. Mm -hmm. I say that's not contradictory to the word of God. Nope. I say you care about my health and you're caring about worship. I'm going to be in agreement with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just consider this a full blow against religion because you care about my health. Mm. I'm going to be real honest. The coronavirus doesn't care about your faith. It doesn't care <laughs> about your religion. It's attacking everyone the same. It, it's, not, it's not biased in any way. It doesn't care about your ethnicity. It doesn't care about your race. It doesn't care about your gender. It doesn't care mm. about anything. It's going to attack you because you are a human and you're the correct organism to be attacked. Mm. So why are we... Um, why are we just reacting like it's gonna it's gonna stop when we go to church? Mm. It's not gonna attack me when I worship. Mm. I'm gonna tell you right now, okay? A blessing of protection only comes if God wills it. He's mm. not gonna give you a, a what's a hedge of protection because you're not adhering to CDC guidelines. Mm. You can't just say, in Jesus' name, I'm going to be corona-free if I step in that church. If I'm surrounded by a thousand people and we're two inches apart, breathing on each other, sneezing. Mm -hmm. You really expect God to just give you a protection <laughs> when you're not adhering to the people who he put in place to save you. Mm. Really? That's the, same, that's the same ideology of saying, in Jesus' name, give me a sports car. Or in Jesus' name, mm -hmm. make me famous. Or in Jesus' name, give me a million dollars. It's yeah. not how that works. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry if I sound a little annoyed or angry, but I am. Yep. I've seen this happen so many times. I see the political circles. I see how people, uh, even in religious circles, even mm -hmm. in Christian circles, how they're treating this. And it's just, it's mind-blowing. Okay. And I used to be, I used to be on that side where it's like, they closed down churches. How tyrannical of them. Mm. But then after doing research on this and actually the Lord telling me that he's and showing me that he's putting these people in place for a reason, I started looking at a different way. Mm. I started thinking, you know what? Maybe God closed down churches so that we couldn't get we couldn't spread the virus. Mm. Maybe God closed down churches and made us wear masks so we couldn't spread the virus and die. Mm. Maybe he wants us to live so that we can keep spreading the gospel. Mm. Okay. Also, um, at least for me, kind of one of the one of the benefits, I guess, for churches kind of being closed down. And one thing that I really encourage um, everyone that's listening, and you too, Andrew, um, is to look at the positives and everything mm. rather than focusing only on the negatives. Because I, I mean, especially in the world now, and just as like sinful human beings, we take everything and we say, oh, well, this is affecting me. Well, in reality, things affect people. That's just a part of life. We're sinful people. Things are going to happen. But don't focus on everything that's bad. Hmm. As, soon as, as soon as we start thinking like that, we're not focused on what God wants us to do. We're not Christ-centered. We're only focusing on like all the negative stuff. I don't think that Jesus would be here and be saying, well, you know what? If you just focus on how terrible the coronavirus is, 
everything's going to be great because that's not going to change anything. No. What we need to start doing is focusing on the positives. Mm-hmm. So even though churches are on Zoom or um, maybe no. churches aren't even happening in some places, well, look at it as a benefit. Well, are, are you going to church kind of as a routine? Does that mean you need to be in the Word more? Does that mean you need to invest more time? Mm-hmm. It's honestly, especially for me, been such a great time to be able to um, kind of dig deep into my relationship with, with the Lord because I definitely was falling into, okay, this is now becoming a routine rather than a relationship. Absolutely. And it's super important just to be able to look at the positive of, mm-hmm. okay, yes, I miss seeing people on Sundays. Yes, I miss doing worship live in front of all those people and just being able to give it all to God there. That's way different now. Maybe worship's online. Maybe worship isn't even happening. Um, but You yeah. know, and to add on that, if your relationship with the Lord is suffering because you can't meet in person, then maybe you're misunderstanding how the Holy Spirit works. Mm. Let's under let's take a moment to discuss what fellowship is cuz that's a big aspect of church. Yep. Okay? Fellowship is me and you together joined by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Does that mean fellowship can only be in person? Does that mean fellowship can only be at church? Because let me tell you, church is not a building. Mm. It's the people. So if you're restricting the Lord to the building mm. and not the people, then you're doing it wrong. Don't tell me that you can't still have the same faith. You can't still have the same enjoyment. You cannot still have the same relationship with God on Zoom mm. or over the phone. I'm telling you right now, I've prayed so much with a friend of mine over phone. My prayers got answered. I felt filled. I've gone to Zoom church and I still was filled. I still was energized. I still mm. had the same passion. My church allow uh, in in our city. We're allowed to to listen to the sermon outside, but mm-hmm. six feet apart, mask, not even inside. And yet, I'm still getting filled and learning almost more than I did attending inside the church. Mm-hmm. My relationship with Lord has not been on hold because I'm not in person, mm-hmm. but actually, I've been growing in Christ because of the online capabilities. You mm-hmm. see, the Holy Spirit is not restricted by in-person contact Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense that's not how a spirit works the holy spirit is in spirit Mm -hmm. it is another realm it is beyond our imagination It is beyond our sight we cannot see it we cannot touch it we cannot taste it smell it we can't do any of that but we can feel it when it's in us when that spirit comes in us we feel that but it didn't come physically Mm -hmm. it didn't come mentally Mm -hmm. It didn't come psychologically. You know what came in? It came spiritually. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole realm that it has no obstruction. Satan can't obstruct that flow. Cain, Satan can't just block where the Holy Spirit goes. Mm-mm. Nothing can stop the Holy Spirit. Not mm-hmm. even closing down churches. Mm-mm. Because they closed the building. They didn't stop the people. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. They didn't restrict us. We've got Zoom. We've got phone calls. Mm-hmm. Heck, you can do church right here with your family. Open up your Bible and read. Pray as a family. Mm. Listen to worship music on YouTube or on Spotify and just praise the Lord. Because mm. you can still do that when you're not in the building. Okay? 
And maybe that's what the Lord's trying to do by closing down the buildings. Maybe he's saying, you got to work on your personal relationship aside from your corporate relationship. Maybe he's saying, I want to hear you when you're in your room, not when you're at church. Maybe he's saying, I want you to know me from the word of God in your room, not from a sermon by your pastor with a group of a hundred or a thousand. Maybe he's trying to build that personal relationship rather than that corporate relationship. There are, there's a difference. Hmm. Are you strong in your faith personally or are you strong in your faith collectively? Maybe you got to build on that personal relationship because I'll tell you right now, I've been working on that personal relationship with the Lord. When I'm at church and we're six feet apart, I've got that corporate relationship on lockdown. All right. We're still worshiping with our masks on. But I'm at home when there is no church, when there's no youth group to go to in the building. I'm at home reading my Bible. I'm on Zoom discussing the bible during a bible study we're fellowshipping we're overflowing our enjoyment of the lord and it's still happening mm. the devil has not stopped it one bit Mm-mm. actually i would say power of god is even brighter now that we have this opportunity to do it individually and still online yeah i mean if you if you think about our situation right now we are way more fortunate than so many other situations that have happened whether it's in the past 25 years, 50 years, thousand years, I don't know. But there have been so many situations that have been so, so much worse. Think about countries that they aren't able to practice any other religion other than the one that the government mandates. Hmm. They, they can't openly talk about that. Hmm. Um, but we still have the capability of, I mean, obviously God gave us these tools. He gave us the Bible, but not everyone had a Bible at one point. Mm. The Bible wasn't a physical thing. And there wasn't an Old Testament and New, New Testament. There was just the Word at one point, too. Mm. So just taking that and looking at the perspective uh, that we have and that other people have had, and we are so much more fortunate than many other people have been or are right now. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely something to consider um, because obviously we can get caught up in oh my gosh, this is affecting me. Like my whole life is just flipped upside down because of this. Mm. When it's obviously you have to have an open mind about things. Change is very scary. But it's very necessary as well. It brings out a lot of different issues and things we need to fix. I just want to say, I know I'm getting a little emotional, but that's why we're discussing the Bible. It's very emotional. It gets Mm -hmm. me crying. I mean, I ball tears of eyes. Tear, tear, not tears of eyes. <laughs> you bought tears of no, eyes. That's impressive. Uh, that'd be awesome. Right? <laughs> no, I ball tears of joy and tears of pain. Mm. And it pains me to see that people rely on the building to supply them Christ mm-hmm. when they can rely on the people or they can rely on Christ mm. that can supply the people. Mm. Um, and it just it's breaks my heart to know that Christians are going out and acting as if this isn't affecting them and it's not going to affect anyone else in their social circle because they've got God Mm. and they've got a hedge of protection or whatever nonsense. You know, if the Lord gives you a hedge of protection, amen. I know, Luke, you 
were pretty active during COVID season. You went mm -hmm. out a, quite a bit. And the Lord, yeah. I would say, gave you a hedge of protection. Yeah, the Lord has definitely uh, helped me and my family. Yeah, we, we've, as, like, in the beginning of uh, COVID, there was a massive quarantine. Um, but a lot of friends and family members, they needed people to come and to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and God used me and my family to be able to do that. And he provided protection over us and the people that we met with. Um, and we haven't gotten COVID. We haven't spread it to anybody. Absolutely. Um, so he, he has given you a blessing of protection. Yeah. But and, he also didn't let you abuse that. Yeah, By exactly. partying and doing sinful activities or even activities that would further the gospel, but wasn't of his will. Yeah. And... Another thing to like think about too, especially with all with kind of that, um, like the same topic of like that hedge of protection is God doesn't work according to our plans. Mm, we not. work according to his plans. Amen. God is the creator and he, I mean, obviously he created everything. He created time. He created our plans. Mm. So how are we supposed to make plans and be like, you know what, God, uh, I'm planning on going out and playing soccer with some of my friends. And it's the beginning of COVID. Um, I need you just to, you know, spread your little pixie dust on me and, you know, bless me and my buddies without getting COVID and not yeah. dying. Mm. That's not, God isn't a vending machine that we can true. go to. He's not, he's not a genie either. Mm -hmm. Can't just rub that lamp and say, three wishes. Okay, Lord, protection for my basketball game during COVID, uh, protection for me to go party with my friends while drinking underage and getting mm -hmm. drunk. Uh, protection while I spend some time with my girlfriend or my friends mm. or whatever during COVID. He's not a genie and we need to stop using him like it mm. because of our careless and reckless behavior. Mm -hmm. um, if I, if I want to say, you know what, God, I think I'm going to become a missionary during COVID. I'm going to go to Africa or Asia or Europe, and I'm just going to preach the gospel. If God says, but I didn't plan that for you. You think he's going to let me go? You think he's going to let me stay COVID free because mm. I directly uh, disregarded his orders? Mm. No. If Even though spreading the gospel is a great thing, if God didn't will it for me in that way, mm. he's not going to let it happen. And he's not going to give me protection in, that, in the way mm. I see. If I say, hey, Lord, I'm going to become a doctor and help people. Uh, you think the Lord's going to be like, oh, I didn't, I, that wasn't my plan for you. I didn't will you to do that. I didn't get, I definitely didn't give you the abilities to be a doctor, but go ahead. I'll give you a blessing. No, mm -hmm. he's going to say, okay, you can try to be a doctor. You can mm -hmm. try to be a missionary, but you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. I didn't give you the skills to do it. I'm not going to help you achieve it. I'm going to close that door. Or if you want to keep trying to open that door, I'm going to give you the consequences. Mm -hmm. And remember um, and our, hopefully you remember the scriptures we talked about. Um, a little, it's been a long episode, but remember in, in Romans 13, it said, so anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. Mm -hmm. So we're going to rebel against God's institution. We're going to say, hey, Lord, we're going to do this thing in your name. You, and completely not what the Lord intended, we're going to be punished. Mm. We're going to have consequences. And what's a consequence going to look like? We're unsure, but mm. it might be you get COVID. Mm -hmm. It might be you give it to someone and they die from COVID. Mm. How scary of a thought is that? That 
even though we say in Jesus' name, even if we try to preach the gospel, we can still be punished because it wasn't God's will. Mm. It wasn't God's plan. I don't want to be responsible for that. Mm. I don't want to rebel against the Lord. That's what sin does to us. It rebels. Mm -hmm. I've just been, i been saved. I've been brought into light. I don't want to back out. Mm. I don't want to rebel again. So I'm going to be submissive to regulations. I'm going to actually obey these regulations because they're not ungodly and not rebel because I don't want to be punished. Mm. So I just want to end uh, on a note since we're coming down to the final um, few minutes of our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to end with this um, final word. Um, The Holy Spirit is not limited by physical gathering. Mm -hmm. So please keep your distance. Use Zoom or YouTube Live to watch your sermons. Go out if you're allowed to go outside, wear your mask. Do not mass gather. Mm. Just please, everyone, we we beg you, we urge you, adhere to the CDC guidelines because they're not they're not against Scripture. Mm. They're not against God. They're here from God. Mm. For the most part, they are. So please, be caution, pay attention, read the warnings, mm. look at the signs, and just out of love for one another Mm. the bible says to love one another out of love adhere to the cdc guidelines Mm -hmm. yeah um thank you guys so much for listening um i definitely encourage you to just kind of especially during covid and our current situation just take more time to um maybe change your change your mindset Think about some things that you didn't have time to think about before. You just were putting off. Um, Really dive deep into your personal relationship with the Lord because the Lord will reveal stuff to you rather than you trying to go and find the answers yourself. You're not going to be able to find all the answers yourself. That's what's so great about God is that he has all the answers. Amen. Um, Yes. Again, thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out in our email at buildingontherock at gmail.com. Uh, or is it bu- buildingontherockshow buildingontherock at gmail.com? Excuse me. Reach out to us on our social medias at the same title, Building on the Rock. Um, share if you uh, are encouraged by this message. Mm. Um, but search the scriptures. Mm. Read for yourself. Pray to the Lord. Ask him for guidance and he will open up your heart. I thank you for tuning in. Um, Be sure to um, check out uh, when we do upload again, hopefully uh, next week. Um, We're trying to figure out scheduling. Uh, But God bless. Later.